When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. You're listening to the best of the Tom Bernard Show.com brought to you by Bradshaw and Bryant. Who, me? <laughs> Well, I'd like to know if I was married to a whore piece of shit. <laughs> you could just look at her license. My. Her special stripe. That was amazing. Oh my gosh. Coming by sweet corn, potatoes, onions, pickles. It's not how you use them, sir. <laughs> it's really sickening that anybody would be into radio this much. It is ungoddamn believable. I think I'm going to hell. I just realized it. Thank you, Tom. You're just delicious. That's <laughs> <laughs> why I drink. We're here today with Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant. Michael, what's going on? You know, we keep getting phone calls, and it's interesting because people try to handle a lot of stuff on their own, or they try to talk to the adjusters, or they wait, um, and they think maybe it'll cost them money if they talk to me. And, you know, we tell them it's free to talk to us. Um, I go through what their rights are and, you know, we try to help them as best we can. We don't sign everyone up. Sometimes I just give them advice and they go from there and then call us back later. But the key is, is that they don't know all their rights or they're not told all their rights by the adjuster. And that's one of the things we try to make sure that they get, you know, they get that understanding, uh, so they can help themselves and their families as best they can. And the number is? Is 800-770-7008. Or at the website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Brad, Sean, Bryant, Michael Bryant, thank you. Seeking justice for the injured. Brad, Sean, Bryant. Welcome back, everybody, to yet another episode of the Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast, brought to you, as always, by Bradshaw and Bryant. Kicking off the show this week, we had Dr. Kyle Kingsley in studio, talking about that, about that kush, next on the Best of... There we go. That that intro. Yeah, the dual channel deal. This isn't pot music. Yes, it is. Wow. (laughs) It was in my neighborhood, I'll tell you that. (laughs) It was absolutely pot music. Hey, man, we're going to play that white man song. (laughs) That was a great, what, Wild Cherry, right? It was Bobby, uh, God, what was Bobby's last name? Nice Italian boy. The lead singer and the head of Wild Cherry. Bobby. I can't remember. I'm thinking of Bobby Columbia, but he was Rob Teresi. 
Bobby Parisi. There you go. Is that it? That's right? Yes. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Bobby Parisi. Well, there was also, well, I mean, there was like 20 members, but there were 20 Rob members. is the closest thing to Bobby on this list. Okay, Rob. Yeah, Rob. Yeah, Rob Parisi. I said JP Parisi. You got Zach Parisi. You got Rob <laughs> Parisi. We got everybody. It's unbelievable. Um, I've been talking on, on the air quite a bit lately about uh, my wife a few months ago now. I guess it was a few months ago. She said, uh, there's an office over on, on Excelsior, a guy named Dr. Merman. And you're going to go over and see him because I made you a uh, an appointment. And I said, what's it for? She goes, uh, medical ca- Well, she said medical marijuana, but actually that's not a good word. But medical cannabis is what we're looking at. As a matter of fact, Brian over in Bloomington, his number's on my phone as Brian Cannabis. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. So if I ever get arrested. As opposed to Brian Scotch and all the other Brians you have in your phone? Oh. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Personal attack. Brian Merlot. Ooh, I like Brian Merlot. That sounds like a classy name. Um, so in any case, I went over and had a talk with him. And, uh, you know, it's a PTSD thing, trauma from my early childhood, having a father who's schizophrenic and used to see things and all that was quite traumatic and very scary. And it's scary. I carry it with me to this day. You know that. You've known me long enough. I've got a great PTSD story for you. I watched, and this is just a slight detour. It's a movie I watched last night on Netflix called Tricky Dick and uh, the Man in Black. Oh, with Johnny Cash. Yeah. yeah. And it's, you think you grew up tough. Wait till you see how Johnny Cash grew up. And the traumatic event in his life, he was tight as tigers with his brother, who I mm-hmm. think was a year younger than him. And, and who was that? His name was John. Well, they had a, they had a uh, he had a, like five or six siblings no, in his family Jack. in Arkansas. Jack, that's right. Yeah, Johnny and Jack. Boy, what a creative! So Jack was fourteen, and Johnny watched him. He was sawing something on a table saw, Uh-oh. and it, he wound up going Ooh. into the saw. Well, into the saw, killing, killing him. Mm-hmm. Well, you Alex, don't go into a table saw and then come back Alex, out. Alex, what do you have there? Some sort of. Disgusting, most disgusting stuff I've ever tasted in my entire life. It's not great. Anyway, you should watch it. It's it's about an hour long. It's tricky. Great. Dick and John and, and the Man in Black and the Man in Black. Okay, I will watch this. He was, good God! Into how big was the saw blade? Well, big enough to kill a fourteen-year-old. And here's the other cool thing Why you learned there. Fourteen-year-old Richard Nixon could play the piano. There's a, a yeah, he's on stage yeah, playing that. "God Bless America," and he could play. Well, you see, that's a good yeah. thing. Why well, was a 14-year-old using a gigantic table saw this on This is Arkansas in the 40s. <laughs> yes. That's very true. Actually, it might have been the 30s. I think it was, I think Johnny no, Cash no, you're was right, born 44. in like 40 or something like oh, that. Oh, it was at his high school, so that's even worse. Oh, so it was a big giant buzzsaw. <laughs> and he was cut almost in two, so... That'd give you the... PTSD. So he watched his brother get Man. cut almost in two, but oh, not quite. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. And then um, oh. his brother actually lived for a week after that. Oh, they didn't say that. Well, and yeah. then his dad, his, uh, their dad blamed <clears throat> John yeah. for ha- like you Why? know not watching his brother. Uh, get so he kind of had a contentious relationship with his dad. So you think you had it tough. (laughs) Like I said, at least his dad didn't see things and talk to him. At least all your brothers are in one piece. I think there was times where his dad looked at Johnny and said, the wrong brother died. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So he had the exact same relationship that I had with my dad. Pretty much. That's what I thought of you when I was watching this. Did he used to have boxing matches with his dad when he was seven? Probably. I did. That was good. Never won one of those, by the way. As much, I was almost as big as him. Actually, at 11 years old, but he was already gone by then. But I, I got to be like 5'11", 
about 205, and my voice dropped down. Holy to crap. For, at 11? At 11, yeah. I was a very large 11-year-old kid. And I was a large disc jockey till about a year ago, too. But that's a different story. Uh, in any case, our special guest, Kyle, with us. You don't want to be called doctor. Kyle's Kyle, great. Yeah. Kyle Kingsley. Uh, so my wife did call. This is our daughter, Alex, by the way. Hello. Hi. Catherine's not coming in today because they're delivering you guys Christmas Hello. present. What? They're delivering the the Christmas present you and Mom and Andy bought me. Oh, we got you. The 86-inch laser vision. The oh, laser my God. Vision. I had to talk Dan out of Dan, I can't bring him to Costco. I just can't. <laughs> He's always know. like, you should add I me know. on. You should add me on to the membership, and I'm like, absolutely not. I see value everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Well, we walked in there, <laughs> and he was true. like, we were going there for toilet paper and paper towels, and he like walks into the TVs, and he's like, we should get this in the basement, and we could have movie nights. I'm like, we never go into the basement. He's like, wait, what if we had this yeah, television? I'm like, no. How much was it? I don't even. Oh no, it was like twenty three hundred dollars. What? What was it? Not a, a thousand inch? It was humongous. They I mean, I think TVs he was partially there. joking, but it was ridiculous. They have some TVs there that are, you know, they've got the toppest of the top end because yeah. you can't really go higher than yeah. twenty three hundred unless yeah. you want to no. buy like you know well, something the size of a wall, a scoreboard. At the, yeah, our yeah. basement Stadium. TV room is like this big, so it would just be like that whole window <laughs> wall. Huge. I know this that I, that I somebody asked me because we have a we have a you know you have a movie theater at your mm-hmm. house too right yeah we we're, love it we're talking about maybe turn, going going fully digital with that and all the rest of it and it's a 10 foot screen it's like corner to corner it's 10 feet oh. and it's totally digital i have screen envy now yeah 120 totally inch tv uh, 120 inch tv uh last i checked was about a hundred thousand well <laughs> so yeah nope that Why would you even? A, I don't even understand. You know when you can. That's rent. a lot of money to spend on to watch America's Funniest. Films. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It really, it really is. Is. nice and clear though. You know when you can rent movies and you can either get SD or HD. Right. Why? I know you pay the extra dollar for a HD. Why? Even if you don't have an HD TV, the fact that the one it downscales, it's going to look better anyway. You always so. get the HD. I know, because uh, just because I can. <laughs> It's a north side thing, I'm telling I you. Feel it is. Like it. I'm just telling you, it's a north side thing. It, it absolutely is. Especially for me, my vision's not all that great anyway, so why do you buy HDX? I don't know, because I can't really see it all that Because I feel like it. <laughs> I know Dan was just standing in front of one of these TVs that had like um, there are a bunch of colorful balls floating in like mm-hmm. this gel stuff, and he mm-hmm. was just like, was this cr- is a really good promo video for this TV. Had he seen like, Dr. Like Merman just bug. before going out there? I was going to say. No, Amen. that's just how he is. Yeah, that's where he gets wound up. <laughs> so I, I recently got a 55-inch 4K TV uh, from Melissa, actually. She brought what? it from her house. She had one. You went from having no TV to a 55-inch TV. Well, from your yeah. TV that you gave me, the hand-me-down that was like a decade oh. old. And oh, pardon me. The so TV is this that a, I gave him, hand-me-down. A, a trial where she moves in furniture <laughs> first before she moves Pretty in? much, yeah. I see. See how you, <laughs> see how you treat the television? It started with a pair of socks. Mm-hmm. It used to start now with a toothbrush. And now yeah. it's just like moving in TVs and... Yeah. Oh God! Well, it's been like a four-month process. So, and you wake up from the other aisle. Beep, beep, beep. Oh, here comes the sectional. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's good that you're staying for the entire hour, uh, Kyle, because it's apparently. Uh, <laughs> We're just talking. All right, you everybody else, eventually. stop talking. No, 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 I'm just no, wondering how this all happened. Sorry, I blew up. So, <laughs> you're very funny. Um, so I went over to see Dr. Merman, found to be, and I didn't know, I didn't know anything about going to get, uh, you know, consult, uh, consultation for medical cannabis and all the rest of it. I, 
but I was impressed. Everybody in the building, very, very nice. They're really, really nice people. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything, everybody down in Bloomington. Just, uh, how do you say the word again? It's Virio? Virio Health. It is Virio. Yeah, I wanted to make sure. V-I-R-I-O, right? V-I-R-E-O. V-I-R-E-O. Virio. That would make video. Virio. Works for me. Um, everybody down there is phenomenal, too. And that's one thing I, I pointed out to everybody is that if you're worried about the stigma or judgment or being treated like, oh, yeah, you're in here trying to get you know cannabis out of us or whatever, it's not like that at all. Not at all. And by the way, I would mention that it has nothing to do with this show or the morning show. Uh, when I went in there, they had no idea who I was. You know, he's from Russia. First of all, unless you hear the Geeky Morning Show in Russia, I suppose you could. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, so it wasn't, I was not getting special treatment. And I want to make that very, very clear to everybody that I was treated very, very well uh, at Dr. Merman's office. Same situation. Now, when I did walk into uh, Virio down in Bloomington, Everybody knew who I was. <laughs> that was a different <laughs> story. But nice people. We sat. We had a great time uh, talking about this, that, and the other thing, talking about the business. Uh, I did reach out to, by the way, to Governor-elect Tim Walls, but he hasn't called me back yet because I'm not real popular with uh, politicians. I think if you call people psychopaths and sociopaths, they don't want to call you back. Yeah. Yeah. They have something to do with it. Yeah. Politicians, my God. <laughs> I got the tweet of God this morning from Joe. Was, uh, it's against the law to lie to Congress, but it's perfectly fine to lie from Congress. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's very funny. So I didn't know what to do, right? So they, they, they got all this stuff, and, they, and I went in there. And you basically, it's not a situation you could buy how much ever you want. Yeah, the, the law in Minnesota is basically you can get one month's worth of, yeah, of right. medicine. And, uh, right. And the same. some friends in college, that'd be about four pounds. <laughs> <laughs> That's the whole problem. Uh, I take capsules. I don't, uh, uh, well, we don't sell smokable mar- uh, or right. cannabis in Minnesota medically either, do we? Just vaporized. Vape, so. yeah, va- the, you know, va- the vape is wonderful, too, by the way. But... Uh, so I started off, and I didn't know what to do, but but Brian sat down with me, and everybody sat down with me over at Bloomington, Vireo, and um, you t- basically it's a yellow, no, it's, it's green, yellow, and then red. That's how it steps up, and you do, you know, they tell you when to take this, that, and the other thing. Uh, for me, this was not about getting high. It was about feeling less anxiety. I've had tons of anxiety for my whole life. I just, I just have. And I couldn't sleep. And if I did fall asleep, I'd wake up about five, six times a night. It's just a mess. It's not good at all. And, you know, I tried things like Lunesta, which by the time I had said I've had enough of this, was $400 a month mm-hmm. to sleep. Wow. I mean, come on, man. So, Catherine, I adore her and everybody knows it. But uh, she sends me over there, had a, had a really, really comfortable, interesting time. They're not like, oh, well, you know, what else? It's just like, oh, I see, you have the problem. All right, we'll take care of that, and it'll be this, that, and the other. And it just went well. I took it, and uh, and I've been talking about this on the KQ Morning Show. It is ruining my morning show because I'm in far too good a mood all the time. I'm not crabby anymore at all on the show. Which yeah. On the show, I never get crabby anymore. Okay, no, you are in a better mood overall, for sure. I, it's just I'm much more relaxed. I don't get high from I suppose I could if I wanted to jack it up as much as I want. But I don't get high from it. Uh, it just relaxes me. I can sleep. When uh, I was a little bit ill, 
uh, from Alex's daughter sticking her fingers in my mouth when she had a cold. Gave me a cold. You have grandchildren. That's going to happen. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> He's not crabby anymore, though. Yeah, not at all. <laughs> Other than blaming He's two-year-olds. He's resentful, but right. not crabby. Resentful, yes, I'm resentful. <laughs> so the interesting thing was, this is a couple of weeks ago now, so it was a couple of weeks after I started medical cannabis, and I went to bed and slept for 11 hours. I had not done that since I was about probably wow. 12. Amazing. Mm-hmm. I have, it was phenomenal. I would love to do that. I could oh, do that God. right now if for my me, kids son- For me, <laughs> Sunday morning is like, ooh, look, I made it till 6.15. Isn't that the oh truth? Oh, my God. Sarah sleeps like a 15-year-old. Yeah. She'll get up at 11. Yep, I would absolutely that do that if only my kids would just stop. So I've been telling everybody on the air, and I hope somebody over at Tim Wall's office realizes that I could probably help his situation, you know. Uh, I'm a pretty even keel voice for the people. It's not like Let me I'm, call him up because all the lefties are coming over to our house this weekend. I don't doubt it's, that at all. It's a convention. Keith Elson, uh, you know, all the, all the whole crew's coming over for burgers. <laughs> hey, Tom, from now on on the show, would you call me Doug Progressive? <laughs> That's <Sprinkle>? right. <laughs> <laughs> what I like is progressive. You're a. Yeah, that's that's right. progressive? That's right. How is that progressive? Sorry about the edit there, that's Cassie. Fine. <laughs> but anyway, so how did it all start? You, what, how did you get involved? How did it all start? What's the situation? Yeah, you know, never foresaw myself. Uh, right. You know, having gone through traditional uh, medical education in Minnesota here, mm-hmm. okay. uh, I was basically raised, there, learned that, you know, cannabis was just, uh, uh, medical cannabis, quote unquote, was just justified recreational use. And I had no concept that oh, there, was, sure. there was actually medicine here. So uh, I distinctly remember when my mind changed, it was a single patient, a uh, gentleman probably in his mid 40s. Uh, I worked nights in the emergency room. I, uh, still board certified in emergency medicine. I've stepped away from clinical practice since. But uh, this gentleman came in. In a few nights in a row. Uh, I distinctly remember 3 a.m. One, one night after we had gotten him, you know, adequate uh, IV opioids to basically kill a horse. Right. Uh, he, his pain was under control, and we got into chatting about his problem. He was shot in the back during one of the Gulf Wars. Horrible pain in his legs, muscle spasm, and um, you know, getting into a discussion with him, he said, "Look, when I was in California, I would smoke cannabis every day. I had almost no pain, and I was on no oh, opioids at all. Yeah. And this is one of the many. Uh, you know, this gentleman is going down the path of eventual opioid overdose, and uh, just he was requiring massive doses, and mm-hmm. he was getting to the point where he couldn't afford it. Uh, a common next step is heroin, and, and these are a lot of oh, the overdoses God. we read about. So we'll take a very quick break if you don't mind. Like two of course, minutes. we'll yeah. come back, and the rest of the segments are up to you. We'll be right back more with Kyle Kingsley talking about uh, medical cannabis." in the state of Minnesota and the possibility that uh, Governor Walls will make it across the board. And that's another thing I want to talk to Kyle about. We'll be right back, Tom Bernard Show. Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast. That was Dr. Kyle Kingsley on The Best of... Coming up next, we had our everyone's favorite Canadian, Ian Bag in studio, talking about the most Canadian of things, the CFL. Next on The Best Of. Flashlight. No. That's it good. sounds like flashlight, but it's not. Atomic dog. D- Atomic oh, dog. Okay. Yeah. George Clinton was brilliant because yes, he would he have was. he would have he, he would do his solo stuff mm-hmm. and then he had Parliament. Yeah. 
then and he then, had Funkadelic. Funkadelic. And then Parliament Funkadelic, where and, they would combine the two. And then he had the Brides of Funkenstein, uh, Bootsy's Rubber Band. Bootsy Collins. Uh, Fred Wesley and the Horny Horns. So all it, was, it was all the same group. It yep. was just who was fronting mm-hmm. that group. Yep. So when it was Bootsy and Bootsy's Rubber Band, he would front the rest of the group. Or if it was... You know, Fred Wesley and the Horny Horns, they just featured the horns. Yep. Have you ever seen The Mighty Boosh? Uh-uh. The Mighty Boosh is an English show, and in it there's a story about how Bootsy Collins got the funk, and it actually landed on a... a the funk came from outer space and landed on a farmer's farm, <laughs> and Bootsy Collins was working on it, and that's how he got the funk. Boots, Bootsy, and most of them actually at one point or another backed James Brown. Uh-huh. They were part of the James Brown's band. Wasn't Bootsy like 18 or something like that? Wasn't he like crazy young? Yeah, they yeah. all were. Wow. And that's it, because James could control them. Yeah, well, it, did you watch the James Brown yes. movie? What did you think of it? Uh, You know, it was a typical Hollywood thing where they would stretch things too far. No, it was it was, it was was pretty close because yeah. there's a thing on... on um, I was going to say Facebook <laughs> on um, <laughs> on Netflix now. It's it's a documentary on on James Brown, and they interviewed people who played in his bands and whatnot. And they said James would literally be singing and dancing and turn to you and go. <laughs> that was a fine because you oh, were. Oh, he was you, kind of like Ike Turner. Right, he Ike would Turner literally <laughs> fine. Have you, you as, have you ever as, seen? Have you ever seen the interview when he gets out of jail for holding that gun? Uh, that lady with the gun. No. And he gets he's on like I think it's Good Morning America or something like that. And she goes, Hello James, living in America. <laughs> starts singing and he goes, yeah. and he goes she goes, uh, are you so you're out on bail? He goes, No, I'm not on bail. I'm out on love. <laughs> they need a place to board that kind of music at hockey at yeah. hockey games. But yeah, he would literally fine you for being a beat late and whatnot or not. Not doing what you're supposed to be doing, and they, he would literally just in the middle of the song turn to somebody. <laughs> that meant they were getting twenty five, twenty five dollars. Oh <laughs> like, But no, I was I was Gary tell you about a hockey goalie mask. I'm okay. a I'm a goalie. Oh. And oh. twenty years ago, I used to play on a charity team called Team Media, which was made up of newspaper, radio, television people, and. Uh, we had uh, former pros and Olympians on that that would play with us too. And we would uh, barnstorm whoever would bring us in for a fundraiser. Mm-hmm. Well, I got KQ to buy a goalie mask for me, and we were joking around. They about bought something. <laughs> <laughs> this was this was when we were owned by Disney. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, and we um, we were joking around about whose face to put on, and somebody said. Get Tom's face put on. It's like no, no, I'm not doing that. Well, I got a call off air later later in the show. There's a guy in town named Tom Miska, and that's what he does. No, he, yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> awesome. He paints goalie masks for college teams and pro teams and whatnot, and also does detail motorcycles and motorcycle helmets. Tom, uh, Todd's the man. We did wind up putting Tom's face on nice. my mask. You're so gonna ever, have to bring so everybody it. went for your face? Well, I think <laughs> Andy used to have a picture of him in the show archives or whatever. Yeah. But uh, it's, uh, I think it's on Facebook still. But it's, I think problem it's with, lovely. problem with Facebook is uh, it's impossible to find anything more than 15 minutes old. Right. Okay, so, see, I'm more into football. 
than hockey. Is right. football a thing at all? In Never Can- heard of it. In Canada. Uh, well, they have the Canadian football Well, well Canadian yeah. football sucks, though. It's, <laughs> it, I say Canadian football is much like Canada. A large open space with not many people on it. <laughs> it's, and it, it's just, it takes forever. I, I, don't, I enjoy the NFL, but I've gotten caught up in, the, I just watch the Red Zone, which just shows me all the games. Right. I'm not a guy that watches one specific game. Yeah, oh, okay. and I, lost, I had a uh, cable package where I actually had that, and it is because it'll go from one scoring drive to yeah. the next one to the next. Yeah, so it just you, goes. that's all you're watching is touchdowns, oh. touchdowns, and, and, and important plays, and right. it just it just takes out all the boredom. Well, because they have like a resurgence, like that's you know, it's to starting to kind of filter in over in in London in England um, with football. I mean, they love American football, and that's why we started you know bringing games over there, and I. I think there was talk that they might even do like a, a London league, uh, team. Well, they tried that, the World Football League. Uh-huh. I don't think it works just because and, of that right. travel. But I didn't know if like Canada, since Canada is so close, is there like a popularity of... Yeah, they they were talking about putting the uh, um, the Buffalo well, oh Buffalo Bills. Bills were supposed to move to Toronto, and then right. I think they did one season where half the yeah. games were played in Toronto. Oh, really? And I didn't know that. somebody bought the team and kept it in Buffalo. Buffalo. Right, oh, okay. that was the only thing that happened. So. Yeah. Um, the latest is they are you know with all these games they take over there into and to Mexico. Mm-hmm. Eventually, they're going to put. They think they're going to put teams in. One team over in London and one team in Mexico. And uh, if a team travels to play, um, say that uh, the London team would be home for four weeks in a row. Mm-hmm. So they don't have to keep coming back and forth, back yeah. and forth. And then they would come to the States for four weeks in a row and then go back for four weeks in a row. Oh, okay. To eliminate all the crazy jet lag and all the, all the craziness of travel and whatnot. Yeah, and then well, the Mexico City team would be kidnapped halfway through the year. <laughs> <laughs> we find out they're muling well, drugs. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, they... Guys they, are losing 20 pounds every time the last, they cross the border. <laughs> well, last Monday night, that was supposed to be the Monday night game in Mexico. And because they had a, a uh, concert on the field... The week before, it ripped up the field. Yeah, they tried to lay. That. They tried to lay side, and it didn't take. Mm. And the players said, "Then the players said, we 'We're not going there.'" That was uh, that was the uh, that was the Rams. Rams, yep. Rams. Uh, so you should game. hate. You should hate the Rams as well, being a St. Louis kid. Uh, I I was done with the. And I'm gonna be honest with you. I'll watch games, but I was done with giving my allegiance to any team once the Cardinals left St. Louis to go to uh, Arizona. I don't root for any one team. I love it. Oh, I'm a Vikings fan through and through. You love purple, do you? I do. I bleed purple. You bleed purple? Yeah, mm, you might want to get your eyes checked. <laughs> well, there's a new league. Sure it's red. There's a new league coming. That will start in, I think. XFL, right? I don't think. Well, there's two. One's the X, and I don't think they're even close to coming. Being, but there's a different one that involves the guy who was the partner with. Um, McMahon on the Vince. XFL, and they just had a quarterback draft, oh. and that goes to show you how well it went because no, I didn't even know it happened. <laughs> <laughs> well, they are thinking of bringing the XFL back, right? But it's not the name hasn't been chosen per se. So what, what would it be? Just like a minor league football? Uh, it would just be a 
Another league. New football league. Right. I think it'd be smarter to go minor league football like uh, minor league hockey. Right. Just to, There's really no yeah. competing with the but NFL. But there, there's another league out there besides it at the school race start, and they had their quarterback draft. Hmm. And one of the teams is in Atlanta, and the head coach is uh, Coach Childress. You mean no, AAF? really? Yes, the AAF. And Coach Childress, and guess what their team colors are? Purple. Purple. Purple and gold? <laughs> it's, no. It's, it's yeah. purple. I don't know what their secondary color is. You can't have is. Vikings in Atlanta. <laughs> it's just not how it works. Let's see. The Atlanta Legends? Yeah. The Atlanta Legends. Let's see. Purple, gold, and white. Yeah. Come on. Come on. <laughs> That's funny. And the other thing I found mm. out about this, Childress still lives here. Does he really? Yeah. He must like Minnesota. I guess. Well, they said his family kind of took roots here. Oh, when that okay. happened, so what's it called? The AAFL? The AAF? Well, yeah, I guess L. Huh? But just the AAF. Like, as in all the Alliance. guys that are kicked oh. into rehab have to play there now? <laughs> well, <laughs> Michael rejects. Michael Vicks on the Atlanta Legends, so uh, like I said, still like playing. <laughs> the rejects of the apparently NFL. got the Birmingham Iron, Memphis Express, Orlando Apollos, Arizona Hotshots, Salt Lake Stallions, and San San Antonio Commanders, and the San Diego Fleet. One Eight of those teams. only one team has the name named after their town. That was to be the fleet, like Utah should be called. One of those was actually people. a uh, <laughs> world football, not world football. What was the, what was the league that Herschel Walker was in? Oh God, wasn't that? I thought that was that was the was it the world? No, the USFL. USFL. There you go. One of those teams that you just listed for the AFA. AAF. AAF. Whatever. <laughs> it's a bad name. It's it hard is. to say. AAF. Just call it AF. F. Um, AFA would be better. They uh, they stole one of the team's name from the USFL. Yeah? It was available. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, it's been available for a while. Well, and you know, Donald Trump was an owner in the USFL. Yeah. I did not know that. <coughs> and his only, his you know only going thing... To jail. <laughs> his only thing was to, was to become an NFL owner. And nobody wanted him. Right. They didn't want him around. And that's, if they had just let him, the, we wouldn't have to be dealing with him today. There you, that's the point I was See about you. to make. It, just like Castro. Yeah. He was a Twins prospect. If they just could have got him to the major leagues, Cuba would st- Cuba would have <laughs> never gone through that mess. Cuba would have a baseball Hall of Fame right now. <laughs> well, Cuba does have uh, a baseball is, Hall of Fame. It's called the Baseball Hall, Hall of Fame. fame. <laughs> it's, yeah, well, it's, uh, but they're all here. Well, yeah. All their players are here, right? right? But, That's what you're saying. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> no. Cuba doesn't actually have one. No. He they has, have one here. He has subtle humor. He has subtle humor? <laughs> a little too subtle. Yeah, I like it when he has to explain it. <laughs> <laughs> Especially to a comic. Welcome to the Explain Show. <laughs> Especially to a comic. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> I think they should uh, change tires. Half double A F L. Isn't that <laughs> American Auto? Is, uh, go triple A F L. They all got bread, they all get bringing by uh, tow trucks and stuff like that. <laughs> They're changing other shoes yeah, midfield. Yeah, yeah I, use, I I coach youth football, and uh, I don't think I'm going to be able to coach seventh grade. The kids are bigger than me. And I'm having that is the that is the age where I stopped coaching them in hockey. Oh, really? Because they they start to learn swearing. Yeah, uh, oh, and yeah, all, totally. And, and they're they're picking they're, up on what you're saying. And they're rebellious. And well, they're, I just don't want broken bones because right. I try and hold the bags. bags and right. Well, yeah, like, the, the, they're literally knocking me over. Uh-huh. My my son, who I coached his team, I mean, he's taller than me. Right. And I got these kids, and they've got about 30, 40 pounds on yeah. me. Ban ban them. Well, you're like. 
seven pounds. It's not, <laughs> it's not, it's not tough. Bantam and hockey can be anywhere from Bantam. the seventh grade through the ninth grade. Mm-hmm. And they're they're experimenting with swearing and being rebellious. And because I've worked, I might be still a bantam. <laughs> I've worked the penalty box for some of those, and they they could come and they slam the door, and they're yeah. and you know for tournaments they have people sit in the penalty box, and you're in a game official, mm-hmm. and I, you know, I've told them sit your butt down or you'll get a misconduct, and they're like you can't, and it's like well, and, I, and I call the referee over, <laughs> I call the referee over, and I say you want to explain to him if he don't shut up what could happen to him, and the referee goes. He can call me over and I can assess a 10-minute penalty for uh, a misconduct. And if you keep going after that, we can throw you out of here. And, it, and it, their eyes get big and they sit down. I was like, yeah, just sit down, do you two minutes, and I'll open the door for you. And we'll all be Then good. you'll be free. Yeah, yeah, you'll be free. Just behave. <laughs> That's a line from Slapshot where the, the, goal, the movie opens and uh, – their announcer has a radio program or a TV program. Yeah. And he has the goalie there and he asks him to explain some hockey rules. <laughs> some penalties. <laughs> and he gets to talking about penalty. He goes, I can't, you, you have to have the guy's accent, French Canadian accent, right. and the exact terms he used. He blew the whistle, he put up his arm. Right. You, you uh, go to the penalty <laughs> box, you, you feel, feel shame. shame. <laughs> and then you. Then, then you get free. And then two minutes later, you get, get free. free. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you feel it's, shame. It is, and the movie shame. just takes off from there. Oh, I'm going to have to watch movie, yeah. it again this weekend. <laughs> so good. Oh, God. Well, um, we have to go to I break dated this girl. I dated this girl, and her father was a writing agent. Uh-huh. And she re- he represented the girl that wrote the movie. And mm-hmm. so I have the uh, the playbill from the opening night on my wall, Slapshot. Oh, that's nice. cool. Yeah. Yeah, that was. I love all the characters, and it, it makes you think: Is that what a, like a you know semi-pro well, or that pro was, hockey team was, is really it like? It was based on her brother, right? Uh, I think the uh, Minnesota Fighting Saints. Oh, wasn't really? Her, wasn't her brother on the team? Yeah, and she wrote. She traveled with them and got all. Because I uh, there's a former Gopher assistant coach, Bill Butters. He played on that team. And he said, "Yeah, it was just out of control." <laughs> that would be so funny. I'm going to flash him. I'm going to flash him. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got to go to break. Well, when we come back, we'll talk to Ian about what he's been up to. and talk Sleeping. About, sleeping. Um, Dealing yeah, with pain. Things Uh-oh. that you've done. Because you've been on Last Comic Standing. I've done everything. I'm fantastic. <laughs> All right. Well, if they don't come see me, they're, oh, they don't deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll be right back after these messages. Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast. That was Ian Bag on the best of. Coming up next, closing out the show. We're opening up the vaults. All the way back to episode number 110 with Mikey Winfield. Next on the best of our very special guest, Mike E. Winfield. Yeah, Mikey Winfield. He was Mr. Baltimore 2010, 11, and 12. 
You know what? Yeah, I won. I won. Is it the telling portion? Oh, no. Yeah. That, that, I won by leaving. That's, <laughs> <laughs> That's how you, you win in Baltimore. You get the hell out of that place. Well, it's settling down somewhat, isn't it? You know, I will say you're right. I miss it. I haven't been shot at in a long time. Uh-uh. Sure. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> Memories. <laughs> I don't know. I hope it is for the sake of people's lives. I hope it's settled down. I understand. Are you a Baltimore Ravens fan? Absolutely. But you know what? I got ties to California, too, so this is a good year for me. I'm looking forward to San Francisco and the Ravens clashing and having the hardball brawl. <laughs> That's what I want. That's what I wanted last year, but both of them flopped. They did. It both was the same flopped. situation last year, so this year something can happen. The Ravens got robbed last year, though. Yeah, they did. He had it right in his hands, right in his chest. Isn't that terrible? I know. Yeah, so yeah, close. Like, you know, that sounds like Baltimore robbed. There's no question <laughs> about it. Mike E. Winfield. Yeah. So, as always, a great pleasure to talk to you, sir. There's no question about that. You know, um, it is. I, 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 you know, I like when I'm on. Most ever. Well, we have a lot of fun. I just <laughs> this is about as mo- the, the most laid back you've ever been. It's kind of hilarious for me to hear you kind of. Yeah, everything's going. Yeah, right. No, you know, I'm chilling. You know, you know, I feel like uh, I feel like Jordan in the third quarter right now. You know, you don't have to go out and necessarily win the game right now. You let it come to you. And- <laughs> oh, okay. It's very zen. You're in a comfort zone. That's nice. It's yeah, peaceful. Right. Right. I like it. Is it because is it because Tony and Alex are there with you? Oh yeah, they're very warm. Yeah, For soothing yeah. presence, calming presence, very calming. Yeah, that's cool. And as you'll notice, Mike, that uh, Andy's just he, he just talks over everyone all the time, constantly talking. Yeah, he does. I wish him. he would just cool it down a little bit. <laughs> you know? He did yesterday at the very end. They'll take a shot at Ruben because he said, uh, "I love you on Ruben Paul's Drag Race." So you know, he didn't take that all out. <laughs> Ruben Paul's Drag Race, <laughs> and he called Andy a dick. They called Andy a dick. Probably for the fun. first time Andy's ever shot. Been there. It was a pun. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't a shot, but he took it badly. Yes, he did. No, nah, not did. badly. Yeah, you should, um, you should uh, scrapbook that. You know, <laughs> <laughs> the first idea. day I got called a dick. You know, just uh, not the first time. Baby's first time. I think Tom called him that when he was four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I did. Great yeah, I parenting. You know, yeah, listening to him, I can. It's it's happened before. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Not for me, though, Mike. So you're in town? Yeah, you know. Acme Comedy Company tonight, tomorrow night. Things are going well. Things are going fantastic, you know. Just, I'm, uh, comedy is great, you know. People are actually coming to see me now. They're not just showing up at the club like, who's the black guy? <laughs> Because you're a TV star. That's a big difference, you know. You can call it a TV star, you know. I'm enjoying the office, you know. A lot of people don't know I'm a warehouse worker. (laughs) Right. So if they go downstairs, I'm down there. Hanging out. (laughs) You just got to look real close. I'm like an Ethiopian Where's Waldo. (laughs) I'm down there. They stopped giving me lines. I think I said the wrong shit. <laughs> now I just happen? I just really work in the warehouse. <laughs> You're actually just a worker in the warehouse. You yeah. don't have lines. I'm ordering paper. <laughs> now, why, 
Why don't they give you lines any longer? It doesn't make any sense. You know, I don't I don't know. I don't know. I think I um You know what was messed up is there are lines that are spectacular to get cut. There's some really? good stuff that mm-hmm. should be on there. Like when I filled out my application on the job to be the um the warehouse worker, you know, like Craig Robinson, he's my boss. He plays Daryl. Mm-hmm. Right. There was this cool one when I was filling out the application and I I look at him and I'm like, dude, man, you know, I could read all of this or you could just tell me if there's a drug test. <laughs> That's funny. It's hilarious. And they cut that. I'm oh. like, oh, man. Why? You know what? We did the take six times. One of the problems was every time I looked at Craig Robinson and I delivered the line, he laughed and came out of character. Oh, oh yeah. He just kept laughing. And he told me afterwards, he was like, bro, man, every time you looked at me, <laughs> I just lost it. <laughs> <laughs> In my head, I'm like, yeah, I just lost my line on TV. <laughs> yes. It I'm sucks. Not, they let I'm you go off script. as much because of you. Yeah, they do a lot of off script on that show. It's, it's pretty cool. Right. Yeah, a lot of shows now are doing that. Uh, it's not just a set script that they they have kind of like a kind of like a guideline, and then you just kind of riff off of that, basically. Correct? You, yeah, because you know what the thing is. That's what people are tuning in for. They like the organic. They like the real. You know, scripted is amazing because there's talented people, but people right. love that off the cuff. Like, oh my gosh, that I think that just happened. That's what people come to shows for. Mm-hmm. That's why people come to live shows. Because anything can happen. Someone can get slapped. You know, the lady can have a baby. Like things happen <laughs> at live shows. Like it's it's something to say that's very special about it. Yeah, there's no question about that. Now, you get to be as happy on The Office as, as you want or just too much in the background to show that bubbling personality we all know as Mike E. Winfield. Yeah, you know, I'm uh, I'm done with The Office, man. Forget The Office. I'm moving on. <laughs> you want to talk Fuse? Yeah, you know, yeah, let's talk Fuse, right. That's where I get to get some semi-shine, you know. We had a first season. It was great, and we're in between now, and they're working out what's next. But, um, you know, I star in that thing is no one's seen it you know so um it's on fuse they're playing some reruns now like i said we're in between but it's so much stuff that we're working on you know as far as like not just that just writing scripts and i'm i'm flirting with something on mtv right now you know oh, really? so yeah you know some cool things bubbling up and i'm feeling good because i feel like i'm living hollywood now like i'm i'm on the ladder not You're the, on the yeah. Why can't I say that? You're yeah. hot, kid. Yeah, I'm on it. Mm-hmm. You know, I can, no. I'm on the ladder. You know, there's people looking at the ladder. There's people on the top of it. That's right. I'm just glad I'm not holding it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> can yeah, you talk can about the, the MTV project or not yet? Not really. Uh-huh. Not really. I want to be able to talk about it in like a week, but mm-hmm. yeah. Well, well see. I had heard you're going to play music videos. Is that true? No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a VJ. <laughs> yeah, you're a VJ on MTV. Right. You guys are going to love this one. <laughs> Here's another great cut for you. Thank you very much. Uh, as far as your personal life is concerned, like I said, you and I have talked many oh, times. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's it. always fun. Yeah, he... Uh, now, Terry said you were married, but you're not married. I am married. Oh, you are married? I thought yeah. she was already married. You don't look married. No, you thought she was already married? Yeah. And I just stepped into the game? 
That's what I thought. <laughs> wow, that's uh, that's new age, man. That made me unbutton my coat just now. <laughs> Whoa, okay. You're... No, 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 no. She, um, I mean, you know, she's older than me. She experienced life. She wasn't married, but she has, uh, you know, I have a stepson. I said she's yeah. older, yeah. And, yeah. And it's well, just your stepson's older than you, isn't he? Right, right. <laughs> well, he is, I think, oh, isn't he? No, what it is, we're close in age. That's why I call him Step Man. <laughs> step Man. <laughs> right. He's in high school. He's the principal. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> he, actually, yeah, I, he did drop me off at the airport, though. He's a, uh, you know, it's um, he's just older. It's a, it's a cool situation. But at first, I remember now a couple of years ago, it wasn't all that comfortable for you. Yeah, you know, because it's, it's a lot attached to being a parent when you're in a situation you're not that comfortable with. You know, I'm supposed to be the man that tells them stuff. And teenagers, you know this, Andy, are just nasty sometimes. You know, they uh, <laughs> just throw them under the bus. The <laughs> you know when people are doing, you know when your teenager's doing dirty stuff on the internet, too, you know? Because when you walk in on them, they always slam down the laptop and they'll mm-hmm. ask you some irrelevant questions. <laughs> Right. What's for dinner? Right. I walk in. He slams it down. He's like, who's running for Congress? <laughs> and you don't have the answer. Damn it. Like, step man, I'm watching you. <laughs> Honest to God, for the, the couple, a couple of years now, I swear to God, I thought that you were living with a woman who was married to somebody else, but he was out of the picture, and that your stepson was older than you. Wow. <laughs> That's better than Wrong. the stepcom, the, the sitcom I could ever write. Right. That is special. <laughs> like that's what I would tune in for. You know, forget this regular standard family stuff. The dude that moved in with the married woman mm-hmm. and the stepkids older than him. That's I love that. Pimp. Yeah, like that's six seasons. Kardashian? Well, Isn't she doing that? Oh, is she? Is she? Well, no, I, I thought she and Kanye were going to get married. That's not. They're not going to get she's married. She's not divorced yet. Oh, she's not. That's right. She's not divorced. Yet. Oh, she, right, right. Boy, was it, I don't know if you she know this or not, pregnant. Mike, but but uh, Chris Humphreys is from Minnesota. Her her husband is he really? He's from Minnesota. He plays for the uh, uh, Brooklyn Nets. Right? Yeah, right, right. The Kardashians were on Letterman the other night. Courtney and Kim were on uh, on Letterman the other night. They were bad mouthing him. They, they, one of them said, "Look, uh, people are saying that you know Kim just married uh, Chris Humphreys to to get some attention, to get some publicity. But if that were true, she wouldn't have married Chris Humphreys. She would have married somebody somebody knew who he was." Yeah, I didn't know oh. the guy. Right, I didn't know him until uh, that situation. But you know what? He's a good player. You know, he's a he's all right. He's he's all right. You know, I like when. Um, Kanye said his, uh, I think he put it in one of his lyrics about how he could get him put off the team, you know. And Chris Humphreys responded. He sent a tweet out like, eh, got a contract. Guess I'm still on the team. <laughs> exactly. yes, that's right, because Jay-Z owns uh, a yeah, party. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, he so owns. Kanye thought he'd get him kicked off the team. Yeah, okay, Kanye. So, you know what I love about Kanye West? Tell me. He comes off as Mr. Street all the time. I'm Mr. Street. I'm a street guy. His mother was an English professor at Chicago University. Yeah, you know, he's... <laughs> Come on. This guy, yeah, you know... Yeah, it's just... People him. get caught up in the scene, you know? Like, put me around 72 thugs, you know? I'm probably going to pull a gun out, too. Like, man... <laughs> yeah, but you're from Baltimore. So yeah, right. I can kind of claim it. Yeah, it's just probably feel like shooting stuff and slapping people, you know? <laughs> I talked to Mike about this yesterday, but uh, a couple of years ago, I, I had asked Mike about 
Baltimore, and of course because of the wire. Now everybody thinks they know Baltimore because they show the wire. Right. But I said, Mike, which part of Baltimore is worse, the West Side or the East Side? And he said, Tom, it doesn't make a damn bit of difference. <laughs> yeah, as long as Baltimore and that is in that phrase is bad. <laughs> There's got to be some nice part of Baltimore. I don't know, man. My mom does drive-bys. It is horrible. <laughs> 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 hey, it's a tough one. Yeah, it's, the nice part of Baltimore is right outside of it, so it doesn't right. count. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you know what? It's, well, a, it's an innovative town, though. They create dance moves, and uh, they have <laughs> they have tasty seafood, you know? It's, <laughs> in a harbor, you know? It's, it's special, you know? You know, just go check it out if you like, you know, not considering life that much, you know? Just, <laughs> if you're like, you know, I don't care if I make it or not, then go check out Baltimore. You know, there's a lot, there's a lot of gems. A lot of gems? Guys named Jim or workout places? No, just words I can't pronounce, like gems. <laughs> <laughs> Jim, you do a pretty good job. Well, thank you. You know, I had to really enunciate that one. You know, I went for the G, the E, and just went for all of it. Well, we talked about your teeth before. They do get in the way. Yeah, teeth do get in the way. Yeah, they're kind of big, you know, which is still crazy that people, they just see me and they're like, this guy's happy. I'm like, no, my teeth are big. (laughs) When I close my mouth, it's uncomfortable. <laughs> it hurts. You know what I hate? Windy days. <laughs> so my gums get dry. Uh. <laughs> this lady said, have, have you tried water? No, thank you, white woman. I <laughs> prefer something in the likeness of gum bomb. Gum bomb. Gum bomb. That's a product. I'm going to uh. try to market it. <laughs> Yeah. Good idea. Yeah, yeah. Only in the inner city, though. Teeth do get in the way sometimes. <laughs> they can. Now, do you have any brothers and sisters? Yeah, I got a brother, man. This dude is, uh, he's very creative, man. This dude has been like an artist. Like, all my artwork and T-shirts and stuff, the products that I sell, he um, designs them. He's always been an artist, and he designs shoes now for Reebok. Oh, he does? Yeah, he's a shoe designer. Like, he's designed shoes for, like, Allen Iverson and John Wall and a bunch of players, man. He's doing doing pretty cool stuff. Nice. Yeah. Let me ask you a question about uh, Allen Iverson, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Let's Practice. Say, no, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, Practice. The, the, let's say that, that Mike E. Winfield grows up, doesn't become an actor and a comedian, but he becomes a, a basketball star. Yeah. Um. Would, wouldn't it make you uncomfortable if your mother referred to you as your initials? You know, I was talking to M.W., and because his mother calls him uh, A.I. Hmm. She doesn't call him Alan, doesn't call him, you know, whatever. She calls him, you know, I was talking to A.I. It's like, mm-hmm. that's your son. What are you doing calling him A.I.? Yeah, your son's you know, a brand. That's what happened. He he turned into the brand, and his mom was like, A.I. I don't get the check from Alan Iverson. I get it from A.I. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's true. That part is good. I got to, uh, by the way, compliment you because uh, when people come on, on the Tom Bernard podcast, I always you know Google them, even though you and I have known each other. Right. But I, I Google people, and usually something weird comes up in the first two or three uh, <laughs> 
but nothing for you. I mean, it's it's Mike, Mikey Winfield Twitter, Mikey Winfield biography, Mikey Winfield the Office, Mikey Winfield show. That's okay. IMDb. Nothing bad comes up about you because mm-hmm. usually when you uh, Google someone, um, it comes up. It's like blah 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 gay. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah. So they always ask you, is he gay? Well, Google or... Mikey Winfield gang rape and see what comes up. Oh. <laughs> yes. Let's see what comes It says offbeat. Mikey Winfield offbeat. <laughs> but, you know, like when if you Google my name, it comes up Tom Bernard, KQRS, Tom Bernard asshole. But, no, it doesn't really. But some people do feel that way, however. I would like to, but no, yeah, you're 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 like squeaky clean on Google. Everybody loves you on Google. You what know, are you hiding right now? That's a good place to be in. You know, it's yeah. good. But you know what? Certain images you don't want to have. You know, it's like cool to be to have the clash as the asshole. That's a good thing. <laughs> you think yeah. so? It is because soon as someone gets the dirt on me, they're like, oh, and it might not even be something bad. You know, it might be like he slapped a little kid. You know, but it's not that <laughs> bad. It's just I don't have the record yet of doing negative stuff well, you don't have the face for it either yeah you know you really yeah. don't you look sweet sorry to say it's, it's really sad because <laughs> in my heart i feel like i can get away with a lot of shit right. okay, just yeah. <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah there's just, no oh, doubt man, about that. i just feel like it you know it's not Flashing a good those teeth all right <laughs> oh that's gonna be good now now it'll be on google Tom Bernard's wife, Catherine, said Mikey Winfield is cute. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a, that's nice. going to be a quote that goes viral. <laughs> <laughs> Can quotes go viral? Yeah, this will be the first. Sure. I would think. I would think they could. I'm not really sure about that. Whatever. Now, uh, we, oh, my God, your picture just popped up. Mikey Winfield, official site, as a matter of fact. Now, look at me all over the place. Sunset Boulevard is where you might find me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? They put all these posters on me. This is new for me, you know, to get, like, exposure in L.A. and New York and cities where they have, like, posters with my name and face on it and stuff, you know? So it's um, it's cool, you know? I'm getting some love, you know? Yeah. Getting well, some right. love. How old are you now? You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That I mean, old, huh? Because, I mean, people could look at your picture uh, on IMDb or, or your, your official site, all right, and people could think you're like 18 years old or you could be like 28 years old. Yeah, yeah, that's or, what I do. I, I live the Hollywood age. I'm uh, 18 to 28. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also love the fact that no matter, because even Reuben Paul pointed this out yesterday. He said, you know what I love about Mikey? He's still got an afro. He's the only guy in America still has an afro. Yeah, I'm holding on to it until, <laughs> until I can anymore and I get the hole in the back. <laughs> Actually, I'm not going to cut it thin. I'm going to leave it thin when I get the hole in the back because right. I think that'll be even a bigger statement when you got the big... Oh, I think that's wonderful. Wouldn't that be a great show where they're like, oh, I love his afro, and then I turn it around and show the crowd and they see my bare head right there <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it before, actually. Like, some people want to touch the afro. Some people are going to say, you know, I want to touch the head part. Pop those clips in your vaporizer and start medicating this episode of the Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast, brought to you by Bradshaw and Bryant. Great clips this week. Dr. Kyle Kingsley, Ian Bag, and Mikey Winfield. 
thanks for listening, everybody, and we will see you next week. Power Soul.